Christ. I believe the Bible, I follow Jesus, and I'm not ashamed to say so. The answer is not in the next election. The answer is not in Washington, D.C. The answer to America's problems is in the pulpit and the pews of America's churches. That's what we do here daily on Bob Bernie Live. We listen, we think, and then we look at the Word of God, evaluate it, and develop our worldview from God's point of view. The views and opinions expressed are those of the participants and may not be the views or opinions of the staff, management, or advertisers of WRFD. Isn't it strange how that you take two pieces of material, you can take wood, you can take plastic, you can take anything, and you can put them in any configuration until you put them perpendicular to each other and make a cross. The Word of God. Read it. Obey it. That is the answer to America's problems. Call 1-877-BOB-LIVE. Bob Bernie Live. How many times have you heard that annoying, annoying sound and then all of a sudden on the radio or on TV, this is a test, this is only a test. Well, everybody in America is going to hear it sometime soon. Hey, welcome to Bob Bernie Live. Thank you for joining me on this Wednesday afternoon. My telephone number is 877-BOB-LIVE, 877-262-5483. FEMA is going to hold their first ever national test every single TV, every single radio, every single cell phone in the United States will blare out that distinctive, jarring, electronic warning tone on October 4th at 2.20 p.m. Eastern Time. Yeah, it's going to be a nationwide test of the emergency broadcast system. To my knowledge, this is the first time that every cell phone, every radio, every TV in America will be impacted. I could be wrong. I was... When was that when I was wrong? Was that like in 1982? I thought I did something. Anyway, uh, this is from FEMA. This is a nationwide test of the emergency alert system issued by the Federal Emergency Management System covering the United States from 1420 to 1450 hours Eastern Time. Uh, this is only a test. No action is required by the public. Again, this is on the afternoon of October 4th. Uh, on cell phones, it will come across as a text message. On the radio, it will be recorded. The exact wording has not been released yet, but it's similar to this is a nationwide test, etc., 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 uh, on TV, you'll see a message uh, visually and uh, audibly as well, and it will tell you no action is needed. This, this is just bizarre. From the uh, folks at FEMA, quote, 
Uh, phones on which the main menu set to Spanish will see this. And it's the same message in Spanish. Now, I don't know about you, but that's troubling to me. You mean the federal government knows whether my phone is set for English or Spanish? The federal government knows that? I don't think I really appreciate that. Anyway, phones on which the main menu is set to Spanish will see the message in Spanish. (laughs) It's like, oh my goodness. I keep saying we're going to have a pet peeve Thursday or a pet peeve Friday or whatever. One of these days we're going to start doing that. Maybe once a month we'll have pet peeve day. I've got a bunch of them, and and one of mine, ask Joy. I drive up to the ATM, drive up in the car, put down my window. I put my card in the ATM slot, and immediately it comes up, which language, English or Spanish? Ask Joy. Every time I yell at the inanimate ATM machine, English! This is America. Oh, Bob, you must be racist if you, uh, if that bothered. No, this is America. It should be English. This is what we speak. Oh my goodness, you know I've tra- I've traveled all over the world. Well, whatever language, whatever country I'm in, I would anticipate that that. The language of the country is what I would see on the screen. Okay. Well, let me let me just explain. All right. Why is that important? And it has nothing to do with being racist or anything like that. We have, in America today, we have very, very little that unites us any longer. And I do mean very, very little. We used to have a whole lot of things that united us as Americans. Most of those things are gone. There should be one thing that unites us, a common language. If you move to another country, you are expected to learn the language of the country. That's just expected. When we lose a common language, when we lose that, we honestly lose one of the last things we have left that unites us as Americans. And that's why I feel that it's just really important. All right. Now, good news story. All across America, there is a new movement, and they're called Safe Haven Baby Boxes. Uh, Evidently, they're legal in all 50 states. And what these Safe Haven Baby Boxes are, they're almost always at a fire station or a police station. They're private. Um, And a, a woman who has an unexpected pregnancy delivers the baby, but she knows 
she cannot keep the baby. She can't provide for it and so forth. Well, instead of aborting it before birth or killing it, a woman can go to one of these safe haven baby boxes. They are temperature controlled. They're like a little incubator. And the instant a baby is put in the box and the door is closed, uh, emergency personnel are alerted and someone will be there maybe in seconds, certainly within minutes on the other side of the wall to take the baby, give them immediate health care. They will be provided with health care. The baby will be and immediately taken to a hospital and a family, a loving, caring family, will be found for that child. It's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful way to save lives. It's a wonderful alternative to abortion. Well, over in Indiana, the uh, baby boxes are getting very popular. Uh, So far this year, five Babies in Indiana alone have been saved. The latest at Kokomo, Indiana Fire Station number one. This is the fifth baby saved in Indiana this year alone. Uh, That's just wonderful. Uh, I hope and pray that the um, safe baby boxes will pop up all over the country And the news will get out. There is a safe place to take your baby. There is an alternative to abortion. There is an alternative to killing your child. Okay, you just can't take care of your child, but you love the child enough to put it up for adoption. With this, there is no social stigma. The woman doesn't need to fear any kind of legal consequences, no questions asked whatsoever. But the child is saved. That's good news. All right, we need to take a break. My number is 877-BOB-LIVE, 877-262-5483. We'll be right back. This is AM 880 WRFD and 104.5 FM. Life-changing radio. Talk radio that makes a difference. Makes a difference. This is Bob Bernie Live. Oh, my goodness. Um... I, I I just get angry. And by the way, it's okay to get angry. As long as it's a just cause. Jesus got angry. Don't forget that. Now, his anger was completely controlled, and it was a righteous anger. But please remember, Jesus didn't float around on a cloud just going, I love you, I love you, I love you. Oh, my goodness, how Jesus loved. No one loved like Jesus loved. But yes, he did get angry. I had the privilege of speaking at the um, 
annual Child Evangelism Fellowship Banquet this past Saturday and uh, shared with them, you know, the story that you, you all know. Group of people, we assume they were parents, but we're not sure, brought a bunch of children to Jesus to touch them. And the disciples told the parents, and again, we assume they're parents, we're not sure, the people that brought the children, the disciples said, don't bother the master. He's busy. He's got important things to do. It doesn't have time to mess around with kids. And Scripture says Jesus was displeased with them. In the original language, that word is a pretty strong word. He was upset. He was, Jesus was not happy with the disciples. And that, of course, is when he said, suffer, allow the children to come to me. If you want to know what the kingdom of God is like, look at these kids. Uh, this makes me, well, in fact, I've got two articles here, if I have time to get to both of them. One is about a series of billboards going up across America. I'm looking at one of them, and in huge, gigantic letters, the billboards simply say, God's plan includes abortion. What? Uh, No. God's plan does not include abortion. The Bible is not ambiguous about when life begins. The Bible is not ambiguous about abortion. No, God's plan does not include abortion. That is blasphemous. And I would hope that pastors and churches across America would take a stand. This isn't political. I know pastors say, well, I I don't want to get involved in politics. This is not politics. This is biblical morality. This is life. This is a biblical issue. This is a godly issue. Here is a group of evil people that are saying that God endorses abortion, which is a blasphemous thought. And then I've got this. Vote common good. Yeah, this is an outreach of the uh, sojourners. This is the uh, liberal political wing of uh, the sojourners. Vote common good. And here is the question from their email to me today. All right? Here it is. Big letters. Can you follow Jesus and follow Trump? Can you follow Jesus and follow Trump? It's a a discussion with a woman who has written a book, Following Jesus in the Age of Trumpism. Some woman who claims to be an evangelical, I doubt very seriously that she is an evangelical. But here's my point. Keep Jesus out of your political ideology. I don't care whether you're left, right, Democrat, Republican, independent, conservative, liberal. Leave Jesus out of your politics. I've said this before. 
is like, who would Jesus vote for? That is just so dumb. The answer is, Jesus wouldn't vote. He clearly said, my kingdom is not of this world. He paid taxes because they were required. What do you mean, who would Jesus vote for? These attempts to drag Jesus, King of kings, Lord of lords, Son of God, and God himself, to drag Jesus into the discussion to prove your political point is more than disgusting. The far right does it. The far left does it. Jesus is Jesus. Jesus did not put himself into the political controversies of his day. He attacked the religions of his day. He attacked strongly, firmly. He grew angry at the religious leaders of his day. He left the politics and the politicians alone. Stayed out of it because that was not his ministry. That's not, he did not come to change the political landscape. He came to change lives. And I, I just get so upset. Again, the right does it, the left does it. Can you follow Jesus and follow Trump? Just stop it. Leave Jesus out of your political discussion. Just leave him out. All right. Catch my breath, and (laughs) we'll be back. 